The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit may make our Savior Jesus the center of our lives. That we may love him, that we may obey him, that we may serve him with everything we have. That when life is over, he will reward us in eternity. Thank you, O God, for in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you, choir. Thank you. Thank you. Come with me to Luke chapter 10. Our meditation is on spiritual empowerment and the great commission. The great commission. Luke chapter 10 verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Verse 3, go your way, behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. But whatever house you enter, first say, peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his hire. Do not go from house to house. Whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are said before you. Verse 9, and heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Okay, let's go to verse 17. Then the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. 
Verse 21, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Then he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it. And to hear what you hear and have not heard it. And all the people said, Amen. The Great Commission is re- revealed in its one of its crypt, uh, what is it called? cryptic fashion in Matthew chapter 8. The Bible says Jesus came to, to them and said, All power, Matthew 28, 18, All power in heaven and where? On earth. Is given to who? Is given to me. Go therefore and preach the gospel to all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And then the next verse is very important. Teaching them to observe. How many things? All things which I have commanded you. And then the final one. Lo, I am with you always. Even to the what? To the ends of the earth. Now, the people who got that message, what did they do with it? Jesus said in Luke 24, 49, but tarry ye, tarry ye. What does tarry mean? Wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Now, it is these people who received this great commission that took these practicals. The Bible says Jesus selected 70. It's not the 12 disciples now. So you and I can consider that somebody, someone like you and I, okay? If you take the, the, the pastors to be the disciples, you and I are the 70. And he took us two by two and said, Go ahead of me into every village I'm coming to. And when you go there, declare that the kingdom of God is where? Is here. Why is the kingdom of God there? Because you and I are there. And he says to them, when you go there, heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. You know, that's the Matthew version. It said, freely you have received, freely give. Okay, now, it's important to understand all the concerns of our Lord Jesus Christ in this commission, sending people out. 
Nobody is supposed to come and sit and sit and sit and sit endlessly. This is not the call of Christ. It is to come and sit and take in and take in and then to come and what? Go. Go. Jesus said, the harvest is truly what? Plenty. In other words, there are loads and loads of people out there. They don't know their right from what? They are left in the matter of the kingdom. The matter of the kingdom. So many people don't know their right. And if you have been privileged in this church to learn the principles of the kingdom, to learn the truth of the kingdom, to learn the power of repentance, to change lives, that when a person says, you know, many people don't understand salvation, but you see, when you come to a place like this where you are taught that when you come to salvation in Christ, you repent of your sin. Okay? Do you know that many people don't know what repentance means? That's why they're sending you and I. Some people think that repentance is, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You eat chicken that doesn't belong to you today. I'm sorry. You take 10 naira that doesn't belong to you tomorrow. I'm very sorry. You carry somebody's computer that, that, uh, 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 and you don't return it. I'm very, very mm, seriously sorry. That is not repentance. Repentance is I will not do it I went to a church. They, they announced. They said, brethren, please watch your bags while, you are while we are praying. Ushers, please don't close your eyes. Okay? When others close their eyes, open your own so that you will catch any pick, uh, pocket. Eh? Eh? In church, you now, suppose you now came to church one day and two young men say, I have testimony. Say, yes. Brethren, I want to confess that that announcement is because of my friend and I. See, when people close their eyes praying, we are searching their bag. But now we have, uh, yes, we have repented. Suppose there was a sister that wasn't in church the day they made that confession. Don't you know that when he comes to church the next Sunday, he'll still be holding back like this. Then you can tap her on the shoulder and say, Sister, do what? Relax. The thieves have what? Yes, the thieves have repented. That is the power of repentance. The moment the thieves have repented, then nobody needs to worry again. Many people don't understand repentance. A man is always abusing his wife. He says, okay, I've repented. Uh, but he abuses her again the next week. Eh, I have repented. Then he abuses her again the second week. Oh, I have really... Uh... That is not repentance. Repentance is if you're, you're abusing your wife and, and uh, you now you have repented... 
The next time you try to abuse her, you are stupid. You have to stop. Because now you have a... Uh, but the next uh, Sunday will be, you are... Woo. That is shows that you have repented. You see, once you repent, you stop. Once you repent, you stop. You, nobody repents and continues. You repent, you stop. When they come to collect check in the office where you are working, you say, what did you come with? You say, oh, Okada. And no, I don't mean Okada. What did you come with? Ah, okay. I took bus first before I took Okada. Hey, this type of man. He doesn't understand this uh, language. Eh? Ah, put your hand in your pocket. Now, what did you come with? Oh, they didn't give me anything. No. They just said I should come and collect. Oh, yeah, my friend, go away. Until you learn what to... Uh-huh. But now you have repented. And you're just giving checks. Just give it. Everybody, everybody. They say, how the much did you collect? No, no, I don't collect anything again. I've repented. See, every Christian needs to understand repentance. Because when Jesus commissions us, to go and preach the gospel is to raise people like him who understand repentance and who have been cleansed from their sin. It is so important that you and I understand that because we are going to raise men and women that Jesus can use to change the world. Now then suppose a person is genuinely repented but they, have, they are finding it difficult to stay godly. Because that's where many people have the problem. Yes, they have repented, but they have difficulty, difficulty in staying godly. And do you know that there are people going around saying, nobody can really live godly. Because this Nigeria is very, very difficult. Very difficult. And some people are giving the impression that even in heaven, they understand our problem. Yes. So when you die and you get to heaven, and you're going to heaven, you get to the road, they say, what's your name? You say, oh, Joseph, Joseph Okereke. Joseph Okereke. Okay. Where from? From Nigeria. Okay. You Nigerians, you understand your, uh, we understand your problem. Or you can come to heaven. Here we understand their problem. You know, there are people who are so deluded that they think there's something like that. There is no such thing. There is no such thing. Because those angels in heaven, hmm, Jesus said the reapers, the people who are going to, to do the final, the angels. And do you know that they do not, they do not hear go and come, only go. Only go. So if they say only people with the mark of the lamb will enter. If you don't have it, you don't enter. That's how a lady died. I tell that story all the time. And I saw her in the dream and she told me, say, they didn't allow me to enter. Because you don't understand that when you have repented of your sin and you are coming to church, you and I are supposed to live what? Godly. So you're having difficulties living godly. The answer is the Holy Ghost. 
Nobody can live godly without him. It's not possible. It is not possible. It's impossible to live godly without the Holy Ghost. And that's why you see every time you, 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 you wake up in the morning, spirit of the living God, you know, you know that without you, I can do what? At all. Even the smallest temptation will put me on the floor. And so I must walk with the Holy Ghost. That's why our Lord Jesus Christ said to the disciples, Tarry, wait, wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are empowered. And the disciples themselves, they taught us that that empowerment is not once and for all. I want you to come with me to Acts chapter 4. Come with me to Acts chapter 4. We're going to read from verse 26. Verse 23. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? Where did they get that scripture? That's Psalm 2. They are praying from the Bible. Okay? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, we are gathered together. To do whatever your hand and your purpose is determined before to be done. In other words, they're saying to God, the crucifixion of Jesus was ordained by you. That's why it could happen. Okay? Now look at verse 29. Look at verse 29. That's, that's the kind of prayer you and I must say. When we feel under pressure, pressure of temptation, pressure of compromise, all manners of pressure. Nobody can live in their own strength. Verse 29 said, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Why did they ask for the anointing for boldness? Because they threatened them never to preach again in the name of Jesus. And they said, Lord, we need the anointing for what? Boldness. So that in spite of their threats, we will continue to preach. You see, the anointing you seek often depends on the challenges you face. Okay? If, if you are a domestic help and always uh, taking uh, meat from the pot, have you seen meat boiling in the pot before? How many people have seen meat boiling in the pot? You know, when they're shaking, do you know what they're telling the domestic help that are doing like this? You know what they're saying? You cannot eat me. You cannot eat me. You cannot eat me. And the domestic help is saying, I can eat you, now, madam, I fear. <laughs> so you see, when, when you come under pressure, all manners of things put us under pressure. You know, that's why people 
working in an office, they sleep with their boss, they sleep with their secretary. All kinds of terrible things you're hearing. You know, pressure. Because they want to keep their job, because they want to be getting contract. All manner of things. After a while, you say to yourself, Lord, look on their threats. Look on their threats. And grant to your servant that with all boldness they may speak your word. Verse 30 says, by stretching out your hand to what? To heal and that signs and what? Wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. In other words, when they saw the pressure, the danger in which they were, they went back for more anointing. Nobody can stand on their own, my brother, my sister. If you are falling all the time, you need the Holy Ghost. If the devil is causing you to fall into sin all the time, you need the Holy Ghost. Nobody can stand on their own. And there is no excuse to continuing to fall. There is no excuse because we have the Holy Ghost. We have the Holy Ghost. That's what the empowerment is all about. To go into the world with power. To stand in the power of Christ. Not to say, I am strong. That's a true story. It's a man and his wife. They have a a marriage ministry. Marriage ministry is a true story in, in Atlanta. They have a marriage ministry. But do you know what happened? One day, the newspaper, you know, when you have a popular ministry, the newspaper, they come to interview you. So the newspaper, they came to interview him. They say, "Ah, all these women that are coming here, are you not tempted? What What is the secret of your strength? Heaven waited, oh. Hell waited to hear what he will uh, say. Yes. Then he opened his mouth and said, well, my wife and I, we have a wonderful uh, relationship. Nothing tempts me. So, of course, they called him J. Michael. Why are we draw? Let us see how long this is relationship with his wife can uh, last. Yes. And within one year, he has committed adultery. Nobody stands on their own strength. Uh-uh. You can't. That's why we need empowerment. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verse 10, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the power of God's might. Not in your own strength. Be strong in the power of God's might. Then you'll be able to take on all the tricks of the devil. All the tricks of the devil. All the temptations of the devil. Can somebody say amen? Amen. God does not want any single person here to go away in weakness from today. Can you say amen to that? The disciples, after they prayed, look at verse 31. The place where they were assembled together was what? Shaking. And what happened after that? And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with what? Boldness. That's what they asked for. He said, they're threatening us. They're intimidating us. 
We need the spirit of boldness to stand up to them. And the Bible says the Holy Ghost came again with the spirit of boldness and released him on them. And then they began to defy the threat and to preach the word of God with boldness. And that's why our Lord Jesus Christ, when he sent them, he empowered them. He empowered them. He said, when you go there, heal the sick. Heal the sick. In Matthew, he said, cleanse the lepers. You know, we're going to look at it uh, a, a little later, you know. And what was he saying to them? Bring about the supernatural. You know, there are many people who have not experienced the supernatural. You know, I say to people, see, until you have experienced something, you will not believe it is real. You know, you know, sometimes when people come and give testimony, you know, oh, I lifted up my hand and I prayed and I was healed. Some people may be sitting there looking at them. I hope it is uh, mm, always uh, looking at these testimonies. Mm. But when you experience it yourself, then you know for real that there's supernatural power. You speak supernatural power. I was ill once. I was ill. Seriously. You know, I couldn't lie down. I couldn't get up. Pain. I couldn't even breathe properly. I prayed. Ah, it looked as if everything was going to get worse. Then I got up from my bed in the middle of the night. I said, I'm going outside to pray. And as I was going down the stairs... I said to God, between me, yourself, and the devil, I don't, I'm not afraid. Anything that wants to happen tomorrow, ah, happen today. As I said that, the Spirit of God whispered to me, there's nothing wrong with you. I said, ah, there's nothing wrong with me. I can't breathe. There's pain in my back. He said, I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong with you. Then I got it. You know, once you get it in your spirit, ah, you have it. I got it. Do you know what I did? I began to laugh four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Devil is a liar. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm sure if you saw me, you would say, ah, let's call the psychiatrist. This man has gone uh, banana. Yes, he's gone bonkers. Yes. As I started to laugh, there's nothing wrong with me. Hallelujah. That pain just made... Until you've experienced it. When they're telling you the supernatural power, you'll be thinking, hmm, hmm. That is it. Nobody should be in church as a spectator. God wants to empower you. Empower you. Our son fell into, into the soccer way. Yes. Both of us are doctors. We gave him antibiotics up and down. The fever just wouldn't stop. One night, my wife woke me up. He said, the fever has come again. And the Spirit of God whispered to me, you can do something about it. So I carried the boy, went to the sitting room. Devil, get out of this body. The temperature just made. And it didn't come again. Until you've experienced things like that. 
I want you to know it's not peculiar to anybody at all. That is the whole purpose of empowerment. The Spirit said you can do something about this thing. You can do something. You can do something. That's the purpose of empowerment. You can do something. So that you cannot be watching the devil just run amok everywhere around you. No. And then the unbelievers will realize that, ah, there must, that's a difference. That's a difference. So Jesus said, all power in heaven and on earth is given to me. Go. I am with you always. And that is the purpose of empowerment. To preach the gospel, to live the gospel with power. Nobody is exempt from threats. Nobody is exempt from all kinds of uh, attacks from devils here and there. It doesn't matter. The Bible says, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But who is in me? The Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost that is in me. And that's why we must return all the time. We must return all the time. So that scripture we started with in Luke chapter 11. Let's go there. Luke Luke chapter 11 from verse 9. So I say to you, do what? Ask and it will be what? Given to you. And seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be what? Open to you. How many of you were here last Sunday? Okay, how many of you have begun to ask? For empowerment, how many? You say, ask, ask. How many have begun to ask? How many people ask for only one day? How many people ask every day? You see, Jesus said something that you and I need to bear in mind. He said, sufficient unto what? Is this said the week? Did he say the month? Did he say the year? He said, sufficient unto the day. The day. Every day requires his own anointing. Every day. Every day. And that's why we must ask every day. Spend time asking to be anointed, to be empowered. He said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. For everyone, I love that. So nobody can come to you and say you can, they cannot empower you. Absolutely not. For everyone who asks what? Receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. Everyone who knocks, to him it will be opened. Now, the next verse is very, very interesting, if you and I understand it. He said, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? The answer to all that question is what? No. Nobody will do that. 
He then said, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give who? The Holy Spirit to them that what? Yes, not to those who are wishing the Holy Spirit will come, but to those who are what? Asking, asking, asking. That's how it comes. Ask and you will receive. And the reason why Jesus, our Lord, said that is because the Holy Spirit is the answer to every problem. He is the answer to every problem. It is therefore very, very important that you and I begin to score Go through the Bible and discover all the various types of anointing that people asked for. You see here, in Acts chapter 4, what anointing did they ask for? Oh, are you sleeping? Huh? Boldness. That's what they needed. I need boldness. You get to the office. You never preach the gospel. You never even uh, 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 tell anybody that you're a Christian. You never even, ah, they say these people are unbelievers. Are, some of them are even Muslims. You cannot even, ah, just keep it uh, quietly. Mm. But now you realize that this is, this. what type of intimidation is this? Oh God, I need the spirit of what? Boldness. Every opportunity. I don't say, um, go and be reading your Bible when I'm supposed to do your work. Because some people have been sacked from their office. They say, ah, they don't have, like me in my office. Say, why? I was just reading my Bible and they sacked me. They say, no, they have to sack you. Because they're paying you salary not to read your Bible. No. You can read in your break time. You can witness during lunch. You know? Don't be witnessing when you're supposed to be working. If they sack you, Yoruba say, "Owamir Simbe." So it's important. It's important. Every situation that you find yourself, the power that you need to break break that bondage, to to release, be released from that oppression, you ask for it. You ask for it, and the Bible says, "Ask and you shall what." Receive. How many people know how to receive? You know, how to receive. Do you know that many people, they don't know how to receive? They don't know how to receive. Let me take you to Romans chapter 10, verse 10. Romans chapter, so that you will know how to receive. Romans chapter 10 and verse 10. What does that scripture say? For with the heart we believe unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto what? Salvation. What is the Bible saying there? You see, I believe in my heart but to possess it I confess it with my mouth. That's what Jesus said. Mark eleven twenty four. What things soever you desire, when you pray, 
believe you have uh, received and then you will have and so I ask for an anointing for boldness I believe I have received then the next thing I say is Lord I thank you that the anointing for boldness is with who is with me that is it it is with me he is with me for boldness for boldness you know and then you come into the same situation i have boldness now and you open your mouth the boldness begins to show that's the way of faith you believe it in your heart and then you begin to confess it you know lord the anointing to heal the sick give to me lord i thank you i have received the anointing to heal the sick and then i'm having pain here the husband man must be the first uh, partaker. I lay hands here. Every infirmity here. Loose now. In the name of Jesus. And then I begin to see healing in my own body. And that emboldens me. Another person. Ah, in the name of Jesus. Be loosed. Jesus wants to see ordinary people like you and I. Doing supernatural what? Things. Yes. That's why he came. That's why he came. And why are we able to do that? Because while others we are sleeping, while others we are watching AFCON, while others we are watching Premiership, you found a little corner to kneel down and say, Lord, empower me. With the anointing to heal the sick. Empower me with the anointing to cleanse lepers. Empower me with the anointing to raise the dead. Somebody says, but when are you going to meet the sick? I'm getting the anointing before I meet them. I don't start praying when I meet them. I get the anointing first before I meet them. And that is the secret of the disciple. Empowerment, empowerment. You don't know when they will call you. The Bible says Peter was, uh, was uh, resting quietly in Joppa. And then Dorcas died. Dorcas died. Okay? And then they sent for Peter. They sent for Peter. And he came there. And all the widows were saying, Peter, please wake up this Dorcas. He's the one that is making a dress for us. But Peter, because he has been anointed to raise the dead. That is it. You don't know when you will meet it. You don't know when you will meet it. And then somebody is saying, ah, no, raise the dead. It's for big evangelists. Did they say that? Uh-huh. The moment you make that division, it's a man-made division. I always say to people, don't forget, when you start praying, you may be that next great evangelist. Oh, yes. Because others are praying 10 minutes, 5 minutes. They kneel down, empower me. Then they switch back their premiership so that they will know whether Man City defeated. <laughs> yes, Arsenal. But you, you switch off your own for the next four hours. You are praying. You switch off your own. And nobody knows that you are doing that. But the, the, the reason why you are doing that is because of the revelation that you have. 
that Moses spent hours with God. And every time he comes out, what did the Bible say? The glory of God was upon him. The glory of God was upon him. And so you realize that there is no way I can live my Christian life unless I am empowered and I'm ready to pay a price to be empowered. I am ready to pay a price to be empowered. To meditate on the word of God. To ask to be empowered. And nobody can stop that. Because it's something you do for yourself by yourself. And then when you said, ask and you shall receive. And then when you begin to receive, like the Bible says, a man's gift will what? Make a way for him. It's not a man's Bible. It's a man's spiritual gift will make a way for him. A man's spiritual gifts will make a way for him. We open doors as you begin to minister and, and reach out to the needy. Like they say in business, if you want to prosper, you know, you know what they say in business, if you want to prosper, what do you do? You find a need that many people have. And you do what? You solve it. And then you will become what? Rich. Yes. Because everybody is coming. They all have that need. But you are the one supplying it. That's how all these inventions, all these um, uh, 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 devices, you know, when I, I, I was growing up, we were grinding pepper with uh, stone. And then we started doing it with a uh, grinding machine with hand. And somebody said, mm, I can solve that problem. And today we have a blender. Yes, blender. So which house will you go now that you won't find blender? So all the people making the blender, they have become what? Yes, they're meeting need. The same way, the same way, you know, you and I come into a place, so much lies, lies, lies. What anointing will you ask for? Let me, let me do Sunday school. If you come to a place where they are telling lies, what anointing will you ask for? Eh? It's word of knowledge. I need to know. You remember what happened to Ananias and... Uh, yes. You come to a church where they are telling lies. Hmm. You know, if you have the word of knowledge... And some people are committing adultery and coming to church. Yes, yes. I see adultery. Yesterday I be. Yes. Yes, it's happened in many churches. You know? A man came to me. He said he wanted us to pray. He had some problem. As soon as we close the eyes, adultery, I say, ah, you're in adultery. Say, I'm trying to do something. I say, ah, you cannot be trying to do something. You need to stop. Yes. You need to stop. That's what it's about. To produce a church that is empowered. Where people are serious about God. And they want to represent God on the earth. And that's why today, I want to give each and every one of us opportunity to pray to be empowered just the way the Bible revealed. Okay? And we'll go through the, the instructions that our Lord Jesus Christ 
gave to his disciples. Matthew chapter 10. Come with me to Matthew chapter 10. Okay. Jesus said to the people, 12 disciples he sent out, as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is where is at hand. And everybody needs the anointing to preach the kingdom of heaven. And what do you want to see? What do you want that anointing to do? It's in Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Acts chapter 2. You can put it up for us. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Now, when they heard this, they were what? What were they? Pricked where? Yes. What does that mean? That's what we call conviction. You know, I have seen that conviction uh, uh, several times. The first time I saw it, I was shocked by it. It was in domestic science building in Abadina when I was a student in the university. The people were totally broken down. They were weeping for their sins. I've never seen anything like that before then. And so you want to preach so that people will be convicted of their sin. And then when they repent, their repentance will be what? Genuine. Genuine. When you see people who have genuinely repented, their turnaround is often radical. You know? In our days, there's... um, uh, 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 men used to wear tight trousers. You know, our own tight. Uh, um, you can wear it by yourself, but you cannot remove it. When you want to remove it, you have to sit down. And your friend will uh, pull it. Yes. And the girls used to wear hot mini. Hot. But once they get converted, once they get converted, the difference is uh, yes. In fact, some people took scissors and just cut the whole thing. Yes. Radical. Once they change, everything is transformed. That's what it's about. Pricked in their heart. So that repentance is from what? From the Yes, genuine. Genuine. And that's what you want. You don't want people who are, uh, <laughs> uh, give your testimony. Well, I used to really enjoy adultery. And fornication. <laughs> and, uh, and um, you know, anyway, God, God knows why I'm uh, saved. <laughs> the man is regretting. You know, you don't need that, that type of convert. You know, you don't need that type of convert. He's not, he's not, he's not genuinely repented. You know, uh, you know uh, when I, before, as a non-believer, ah, I used to know the kind of money I used to get. Ah. Every day in the office, I must go home with at least 100,000. But anyway, now, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to heaven. <laughs> God, uh, these are people regretting. They're regretting. You know, I've had that testimony before. A young man was almost literally boasting in his sin. There is no conviction. I don't want to preach that type of gospel. People who are laughing about their sin. Jesus said that the publican came before God. He was beating his chest. And what was he saying? 
Lord, be what? Merciful to me, a sinner. Yes. People who have genuinely repented. You know, husband and wife, they used to be Evander Holyfield versus Mike Tyson. Yes. Now they've repented. You know, and they're like, ah, but I don't know the type of devil that used to control us. But now we give glory to God. Yes. They, they, they look at it with, oh no, how did I descend so low? But not a husband and wife that used to be Mike Tyson. Even. And then I say, anyway, you know, this uh, Christianity, I enter, they save you. <laughs> they save you anyway. <laughs> I, I don't know when that devil will come back. <laughs> so be careful. Oh. You know, those are not the, I don't want to preach and people will come and be saved. And that is their attitude. No, it's when they're pricked in their heart, their repentance will be what? Genuine. Genuine. Yes. Then God can use them to touch others. That's what we're talking about. The anointing to preach the gospel that will change lives. That will change lives. And then heal the sick. Matthew chapter 8. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely you have received. Freely give. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. And so every day you are kneeling down. Lord, give me the anointing to preach the gospel that convicts and converts people. Give me the anointing that heals the sick, raises the dead, cleanses lepers. If nobody knows that that's what you are praying. They thought that you are praying for visa. They thought you are, that you are praying for, for contract. They don't know that that's what you are praying. And why are you praying that? Because Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and visa contract will be. Yes. Yes. That's why you are praying that. That's why you are praying that. And Jesus also taught us in Luke chapter 10. The disciples came and said, even the demons were subject to us. Can you sense the surprise in that voice? That uh, uh, I went out there. Some girl was just manifesting devils. And I just said, in the name of Jesus, come out. Uh, uh, and that's how the girl was free though. You know, you yourself are surprised. It happened to my roommate and I in the university. A young man came, sauntered into our room and said, ah, ah, I've been going to uh, UCH to, to look for appointment to see a neurologist. For one week, I haven't succeeded. And my roommate and I, we looked at each other and said, well, if you like, we can pray for you. He said, okay, yes, please pray for me. So he knelt down, we prayed for him, and he left. Three days later, he ran back to our room excited. I'm healed. I don't need to see a neurologist. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm going home. You know, my roommate and I were looking at uh, each other, you know, because we didn't think uh, we are one of the people supposed to be doing this type of thing. That is it. The disciples came back and said, ah, the demons, they were subject to who? To us. They were subject to us. That is a kind of surprise you should bring to church in your testimony. I didn't believe my eyes. 
the power of God came down there. Why did the power of God come down there? Because you have been asking to be empowered. You've been asking to be empowered. Every day you are kneeling down. I want to be empowered. I want to be empowered. People don't sit down watching television and then they are empowered. They make time to what? To pray and ask to be empowered because they know that they are servants of the Most High God and God can bring all kinds of situations to their attention. And they will need to have prepared themselves to minister to the people in need. Can you say amen to that? And then Jesus also gave them the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. Now, these are all kinds of dangers. And over every power of the enemy. So, a, a, a lady came to me and said, eh, eh, my sister-in-law, they say she belongs to one cult and that they're always uh, going somewhere and doing something and that's what is scattering everything. And I'm like, uh-uh. If they are in a cult, what, who are they con- consulting? They are consulting an elemental spirit. But who is inside you? The Holy Ghost. This is the matter of the creator versus the creature. And there can be no comparison. So if they go out and whatever they are doing, kneel down there and say, in the name of Jesus, all this thing you are doing of no effect. Absolutely. Lord, give me the anointing to cancel everything they are doing there. I receive that anointing. Then I speak from today, no more. A preacher was in South Africa. He prayed for a young man that was being bewitched. Okay? He cast out the devil. But then he goes back. The next day he came bewitched. Then he goes back. Then the third day he came bewitched. But the, the person bewitching him came there. And the preacher stepped back. They are the one bewitching him. From now on, you bewitch nobody else. That is it. That is it. This is a gospel of power. And you and I cannot, cannot believe it and just be listless. No, the secret is to seek for yourself empowerment. Can you say amen to that? Okay. As we bring this to a close, Jesus said to them, nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's the anointing that confers invincibility, untouchable. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. And when you stand on that anointing, it does not matter what somebody is doing anywhere. Okay? Because when we're doing television in in, in our church, we we, we were preaching like this and one girl phoned. My father went and put on his regalia and came and sat on the television in front of the television and was firing you. I said, you can be firing. Nothing shall by any means. That is the, 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 the anointing. And so you, 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 you kneel down and say, Lord, that anointing that confers invincibility, let it come upon who? Upon me. That is it. You see, you don't just read that scripture and let it lie down there. No. You read that scripture and you possess it. 
That's what empowerment is about. It is not passive. It is active. People who kneel down and seek to be empowered. Jesus said, ask and you shall what? Receive. Seek and you shall find. But the first thing we are going to do now, you see, there is no need. There is no need going to seek empowerment. When you are not yet genuinely born again, Acts chapter 19, the sons of Sceva, okay, they saw Paul casting out demons. And then they thought to themselves, I too, we can cast out demons now. Then they went out. When they saw a demon possessed, they said, in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches, come out. The Bible said the demon possessed man said, Paul I know. Jesus I know. But who? Yes. And the Bible says the, the demon possessed pounced on them and tore their clothes. So you cannot, you cannot seek to be empowered unless your head, head is covered. And what is the thing that covers our head? Salvation. The helmet of what? Salvation. The weapons of our warfare, the major one is the helmet of salvation that covers the head. And if you have not repented of your sin, if you have not genuinely received Jesus as your Lord. You know, some people receive Jesus as Savior, but not as Lord. Do you know how you know they haven't received Jesus as Lord? They are abusing somebody. You call them. Are you a Christian? You say yes. The Bible said, let no corrupt communication proceed from your mouth. He said, look, I know that, but you don't understand. This matter is very serious. I need to abuse this man from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. That's what he deserves. If Jesus is your Lord, the moment you hear that the Bible says, let no corrupt communication come from your mouth. You do your mouth like this. Yes. That's what lordship is. Some people believe Jesus as savior, but not as Lord. This way you are treating your husband. That's not what the Bible says. It says, husband, uh, wives, submit yourselves to your own husband. One woman said, the person who wrote that thing, he doesn't know my husband. He doesn't know my husband. You see, because uh, my husband... If you submit to him, he will match you like footmat. Yes. What he understands is fire for. Yes. Ah, please tell the person who wrote that to know that it's not everybody that uh, it meant for. Yes. You see, these are people that don't have the lordship of uh, Jesus over their lives. They don't have the lordship. So, you see, you need to be sure that you are really born again. That Jesus is your savior. He died for your sins. He is your Lord. He controls you. So whatever the Bible says, you obey it. You obey it. And that's why I say, bow your head and let us pray. He wants to anoint you. He wants to anoint you. But you have to make sure that you belong to him. You have to make sure that you belong to him. And as he's speaking to you, say to him, Lord Jesus, I repent of all my sins. I ask you to please come into my heart and be my Lord 
and be my savior. I want you to be my Lord. I will obey you. I will do as you say from today. The world will see a new me because you are now my Lord and Savior. Not just my Savior, but my Lord. Thank you. Thank you. I will walk in this newness from today. Say that prayer with all your heart. Say it in sincerity. Say it like someone who is going to follow through on it. And as many as are saying it, I want to pray with you so that the spirit of the living God will seal you until the day of redemption. So wherever you may be, you're praying that prayer, just raise your hand, I want to pray with you. Raise your hand. Is there someone here this afternoon? Raise your hand, I want to pray with you. Is there someone? Is there someone here? Is there someone? No one? Okay. God bless you. Is there another person? Don't hesitate. This is very important. Because everything is recorded in heaven. You cannot walk away from here the same. You have not truly surrendered your life to Christ. Then do so now. Shame the devil. Shame the devil. Do so now. And say to the enemy of your soul, you cannot have me anymore. I'm running to Jesus today. Is there anyone else to join these ones? Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Okay, those of you that uh, indicated, just come and join me here very quickly. Let us pray. Come and join me. Come. From wherever you are, come and join me. Is there anyone else? The Holy Spirit is saying to you, you need to come forward. Then come. Yes, God bless you. Is there anyone else? You know, be encouraged to come and, and really enter into a new life so that God will empower you to go into the world Go to your world, that same place, and shake it up for God by the power of God. Is there someone else? Okay, can you come nearer, brethren? Just draw near. Put your right hand to your chest and say with me, Oh Lord my God, I can't hear you. Oh Lord my God, I ask you to please forgive me all my sins. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. I repent of all my sins. By your grace, by the power of your Holy Spirit, I will not go back to them again. Lord Jesus, please come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I believe with all my heart that you died for my sins. I believe with all my heart that you rose from the dead to give me a new life. I receive that new life now. Thank you for saving me. I put down, I can see it as a vision. Isn't that awesome? There's a vision now. Putting down the old burdens. Father, I pray for these, your children. 
I break every bond of sin and the devil. Be loosed in the name of Jesus Christ. Spirit of the living God, take possession of them. Reveal Christ in them. Form Christ in them. Empower them daily that they may bear a great witness for the kingdom of our God. For in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, you, you, may, you may go back uh, to your seat. Later on, they want you to come. Okay, shall we all stand? Shall we all stand? There are diverse anointings for a man that is truly born again. And so, I want you to pray with me. Say, oh Lord my God, I ask you for the anointing to preach the gospel with conviction and with conversion. I pray that prayer. I want to witness and people will be convicted and be converted. Lord, I don't want to preach and they will not be converted. I want to preach and they will be pricked in their heart. In Jesus' name. Father, say with me, Father, give me the anointing to heal the sick, the anointing to cleanse the lepers, the anointing to raise the dead, the anointing to cast out devils. Give me in the name of Jesus. While you begin to pray, begin to pray. This is our daily prayer. This is our daily prayer. The anointing to heal the sick, cleanse lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Empower me, O oh God. Recite ketolila shaila. Aparina manaseila kandashulia. Arienda la kipotonahiria. Paponula, paponula. The anointed, the anointed to walk wonders on the earth by the Holy Ghost. That the kingdom of my God may prosper through my life. For in Jesus' name I pray. Father, I ask you to give me the anointing that causes Satan to fall down on earth like lightning. Oh, yeah, I begin to pray that prayer. Everywhere I go, everywhere I go, and I keep a decree, let Satan fall down like lightning. Let that anointing locate me now, locate me now. Pakite setotula, arakito tonaseila, paminonda seila kabrienda, okotonila kababahire, rakito nasheila kababahire, papototila manasiria. In Jesus' name. I can hear your amen. amen. Father, give me the anointing of invincibility so that nothing shall be by any means hurt me. I begin to pray. Everywhere I go to share the gospel of the kingdom of God, I receive, oh God, the anointing of protection 
so that nothing shall by any means hurt me. Rakito na sheketula, papanila nda seila kabamahil, rokite na shoila kabamahil, bakito na manila kabamahaila. In Jesus' name, Adiha, amen. amen. Father, give me the anointing to tread and walk on serpents and scorpions and over every power of the enemy. Oya, pray, 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 and receive it now. I receive the anointing to tread on serpents and scorpions. And to walk on every power. To put down every power of the enemy. For in Jesus name we pray. Lord you said ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Lord, as many as have asked, oh Lord our God, let the Holy Ghost come on them now in the name of Jesus. That your people will be empowered to go and represent you with supernatural power. And Lord, as they do so, the anointing to prosper, that the kingdom may prosper through them. Let that be released also on them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, O Lord. Blessed be your holy name. We give you praise. We give you glory. For in Jesus' precious name we pray. And all God's people said... uh,